The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. Amen. Lift your hands towards heaven and say this with me. I am anointed. Glory to God. Say, I am anointed. I am anointed. I have been immersed into the Holy Ghost. I carry the Holy Ghost. I'm a temple of a living God. I'm a temple of a living God. I'm a temple of a living God. The gifts of the Spirit. They are mine. They are mine. They are mine. They are mine. My eyes, they see. My ears, they hear. Because I'm a child of God. Come on, go ahead and rejoice. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Praise God! Praise God! Praise God! Put your hand in front of you and say this with me. See! See! I'm spreading everywhere! See! I'm increasing! See! I'm taking over! I'm taking over! We're taking over! We're taking over! We're taking over! Listen, we are taking over the dark places of the earth with the light of the gospel. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. 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 The light of the gospel is flooding everywhere. It's flooding everywhere. It's flooding everywhere. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Sit down for a moment. Amen. Don't worry. It's what, 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 what? Look at him and say, it's what, 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 what? <laughs> it's what? Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise God. So tomorrow's, in tomorrow's sessions, all right, one of the things that we're going to do is this. We're going to make, make um, food and drinks available for you at the end. So you can come fasting, you know. I'll talk to CEO. We'll sort it out. Praise God. So that your mind will not be on, don't worry, food will be on, just come. Praise God. And bring your friends, come, let's come and hear the word. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. So are you ready? So we explained what sin was, correct? Sin means to what? Miss the mark. Is that correct? Is that correct? It means to miss the mark. So God had a plan and the plan was for all men to have eternal life in Christ Jesus. And Adam missed that plan. And the Bible says that he sinned. And as a result, he fell short of the glory of God. Notice the Bible says, all have sinned and have what? Falling short of the glory of God. What does that mean? All right. When he says falling short of the glory of God, we explained who the glory of God was. Who is the glory of God? Christ Jesus. So by Adam's rejection of God's plan, Adam fell short of that which he was what? He was supposed to be. So that means Adam did not attain to the glory of God because the glory of God is a person called Jesus Christ. Praise God. All have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. Hallelujah. Now, as we study, we find that God, like Pastor Ade was touching on some part of my sermon. Amen? I was touching on part of my sermon where he said God preached the message 
to Abraham. Hallelujah. In Galatians chapter 3, he said, God before time preached the gospel to Abraham, saying, In thee shall all the world, nations of the earth be what? Be blessed. That's the gospel. We see all through scripture, the gospel was preached. You look at Jonah. Jonah, all right, uh, was sent to Nineveh to go and tell them about the coming judgment. Jonah didn't go to Nineveh. Then he runs and says he's heading to Tarshish. He gets on a ship. Praise God. In Jonah's rebellion against God's instruction, the gospel is preached. Because Jonah is cast into the, um, the ocean and a whale opens up her mouth and swallows Jonah up. Hallelujah. And Jonah stays inside the, the belly of the whale three days and what? Three nights. Then um, Jesus comes along. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is so intentional. Can you imagine? Jesus comes along. All right. He comes along and, and they come and meet him. The Jews come to meet him and said, you say you're the Messiah, right? What sign are you showing us? What thing do you walk? Give us a sign. Then Jesus said, no sign shall be given to this generation than the sign of what? Prophet Jonah. Hallelujah. What was the sign? That Jonah was in the belly of the whale three days. Hallelujah. And three nights. After which that whale what? Vomited him out. Praise God. I said, praise God. Amen. He preached the God to Noah. Build me an ark. Build an ark. A flood is coming. A flood of judgment against him. Build an ark. Noah goes and builds that ark for 120 years. Noah was building that ark. 120 years building the ark. Building the ark. Building the ark. And, you know, he says, build the ark. Tell everybody about the ark. Then he goes and he preached. The Bible calls Noah a preacher of righteousness. And Noah was preaching and preaching. And everybody laughed him to scorn. You say, flood is coming. Water is going to come from the sky. Because until, the, um, until Noah's flood... Rain had never fallen. Hallelujah. If you look at Genesis chapter 2, the Bible says that, all right, the earth was watered from the underground. Hallelujah. Water from under, all right, was what watered the, uh, water the, water the ground. Rain had never fallen. So when Noah said, rain is going to fall, I'm building an ark, help me build it, and let's get inside to prevent and keep us from that, uh, the destruction of the flood. They laughed him to scorn. They didn't listen to him. All right, they didn't listen to him, but Noah believed God. Hallelujah. So Noah believed God. It was accounted unto him for righteousness. The Bible also tells us about Abel. Abel believed God. If you look at Hebrews chapter 11 from verse 1 downwards, it talks about the heroes of faith. How many of you have heard Hebrews 11? Where it says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things what? Not seen. All right? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It says, by it, the elders received the what? A good report. Amen. So, what is it? God spoke and let them know what his plan was, and these guys believed it. Amen. Abel was one of those people that believed it. The Bible tells us that Abel and Cain came to offer sacrifice to God, came to offer offerings to God. Abel came with his offering. Many people think that why God accepted Abel's offering was because he bought, uh, what do you call it, uh, a ram. No, it was because Abel came by faith. It was by faith Abel was justified. And it was because of unbelief Cain was what? Rejected. So you find in Adam and Eve, they were in unbelief. Then God goes to the next generation, Cain and Abel. Praise God. Praise God. Cain and Abel. So it was now Cain and Abel's turn. Cain comes, presents his offering without faith. Abel comes, presents his offering with faith. God accepts Abel's offering. God does not affect Cain's offering. Cain was now angry. And the devil moved Cain to kill what? Abel. Listen, all God was looking for, let me explain. All God was looking for was this. God was looking to start a family on the earth. 
He needed a, a family, a couple, a man and a woman to believe his plan. To accept his plan, hallelujah, so that they could mass produce, glory to God, men and women on the earth with eternal life. Are you following? Adam and Eve rejected. So what did he do? He went to the next step. What, what did he do for? He looked for what? Abel and Cain. Then he comes to Abel and Cain. Cain rejects. Abel accepts. Now, when Abel accepts, God now says, oh, wonderful, and justifies Abel. Cain gets angry. And what does he do? He kills what? He kills Abel. God doesn't have anybody to work with again. So Adam and Eve now come together, hallelujah, and they conceive a child called what? Seth. God now wants to work with Seth again. But in the lineage of Seth, one, two, three, we don't find anybody God is going to work with until who? Enoch. Praise God. The Bible now says about Enoch. Enoch walked with God and he was what? And he was not. So he was a hero of faith. Then after Enoch, do you know the next person? It was now what? Noah. Then you now saw people in isolations who believed the gospel, who believed the message, who aligned with God's plan, but there was a problem. They did not raise a family to believe with them concerning that plan. Hallelujah. So God now comes to a particular man called what? Abraham. Hallelujah. He brings that plan to Abraham, and Abraham believes it. But here was the issue. Abraham did not have a child. Praise God. He didn't have a child. Did he have a child? So God went like that. And you had folks who believed it and those who didn't. It's the same thing today. The gospel is being preached. One person is believing it. The other person is rejecting it. One person is believing it. The other person is rejecting it. Hallelujah. But now, listen. Adam had sinned. Death was on the earth. Death had come in, spiritual death, physical death had come into the earth. Now, why then was Jesus supposed to come? Let's check it out. Look at Genesis 12. I think Pastor Adi had talked about it. Uh, so, next time because I was watching from the room, I was just resting in. Genesis chapter 12. Now listen, can we read? One to go, it says, Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. Verse 2, everybody read, it says what? And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name what? Great, and thou shalt be what? A blessing. Verse 3, everybody read, one to go, it says what? And I will bless them that what? Bless thee, and curse him that what? Curse thee. Look at it. And in thee shall all families of the earth be what? Again. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Hallelujah. Now let's go to Genesis chapter 15. Verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, I am thy sheep and thy exceeding great reward. And Abraham said, uh, said Lord, God, what thou shalt give me, seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, Behold to me, thou hast given no seed. Now, we are going to seed. Thou hast given no seed. And lo, one born in my house is my heir. Verse 4. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir. 
But he that shall come forth out of thine bowels shall be thy heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed. Six. And he believed in the Lord. And he counted it to him for what? For what? You see that? So we now begin to see the introduction of righteousness by faith. Hallelujah. Abraham believed and he was counted unto him for righteousness. This was the relationship God wanted to have with Adam. A relationship of righteousness by faith. God shows you his plan. You believe it. He calls you righteous. Hallelujah. Now, Abraham, glory to God. All right. By believing the gospel and by believing and aligning with God's plan, you know, signs up with it. Now, God now says, okay, good. You've believed. Now, he says, I'm going to enter into a covenant with you. Now, listen. There are two covenants in scripture. You have the old covenant and you have the new covenant. How many of you know that? Come on, how many of you know that? Church, talk to me. How many of you? Now, the old covenant, all right, is not the Abrahamic covenant. The old covenant is not the Abrahamic covenant. The Abrahamic covenant is actually the covenant of righteousness by faith. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right? It was actually the covenant of righteousness, all right, by faith. Now, you must understand this. Because once you understand this, you will now understand, you will now get why the law of Moses was given. Then you will now understand why Jesus had to die. You now understand why Jesus had to die and why Jesus had to come from the Israel, Israeli nation, the seed of Abraham according to the flesh. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Turn to Galatians chapter number 3. Just real quickly. Galatians chapter number 3. Now look at what he says here. Let's start from verse 6. Listen. He said, even as Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him for what? Righteous. Now, remember we just read that now, right? Now, he now says, Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God will justify the eating through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, in thee shall all the nations be blessed. So then, they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. For as many as are of the works of the Lord are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all the things which are written in the book of the Lord to do them. One of these days we'll talk about it, but it's not this camp meeting we'll talk about um, the, the law and all of that. Eleven. He says, but that no man is justified by the law, in the sight of God it is evident, for the just shall live by faith. And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. So that means the law is not of faith, for the man of, uh, under the law, he is to live by fulfillment of the law. And unfortunately, the natural man does not have the capacity to fulfill the law. Are you following? Are you following? You now say, how does that, 
relate to Adam. You see, because Adam, the law speaks to righteousness attainment by self-effort. It speaks to righteousness attainment without Christ. Remember what we said the three of the knowledge of good and evil signifies. It's talking about attaining everlasting life, attaining eternal life without Christ Jesus. That means trying to do it by yourself without God's help. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. That is what it is. He says, and the law is not of it, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. 13, everybody read one to go. Want to go from the cause of the law, being made a cause for us, for it is written, cause is everyone that what? Angered on a tree. Verse 14. That the blessing of what? Abraham might come on the Gentiles through what? Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit what? Don't worry, this promise of the Spirit is what we are going to look at in the evening. Praise God. Because we are having a Holy Ghost meeting. We are going to break down that promise of the Spirit and look at what is inside this thing called the promise of the Spirit, then how to flow in this thing called the what? The promise of the Spirit. Hallelujah. So that way we now have activations and all. But remember what he said last, last night. You cannot lambano until you have a sense of what? You cannot lambano until you have a sense of what? A sense of what? Ownership. If you don't see that thing in Christ as your personal property, you cannot take it. You will still be waiting for God to give you what he has already given you. Hallelujah. So all those give me, Lord, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. It is coming from a sense of lack of ownership of what God has given you. The moment you see that the spirit is yours, you will receive. Hallelujah. The moment you see that prophecy, the prophetic gifts are yours, you will take it. Look at them and say, take it. Glory to God. You will take it. Amen. 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 I said amen. Once you understand miracles, the ability to work miracles is in Christ, it's your possession. It's your property now. Jesus bought it for you. You will take it. Everything God has given was given for us to lambano, for us to take. To take it and run with it. Hallelujah. There must be a violence in that taking. I said there must be a violence in that taking. There must be a violence in that taking. You must take it violently. Hallelujah. Like Elijah, Elisha did at Jordan. He took the mantle, took it. That's why I said when you attend meetings, don't attend ceremoniously. It's not a ceremony. You attend to Lambano. You attend, you attend to take. Oh, glory to God. You come, you're sitting in the sessions. You are sitting there hungry. You are just like, oh my God. You understand? Glory to God. How are you doing? Pastor Adi was talking about Pastor Chris. And all. Let me tell you something. Then when I used to attend Christmas, do you know I used to attend? I'll tell you. Ha! I'll tell you. Back then, I was not a typical church member. So they had um, three services back then, you know, in the Kedja church, in the Ikeja church. You know what I used to do? I would sit down in service one, service two, service three. I was an executive in CFG then. So what I used to do was, uh, um, CFG used to have afternoon services on Sundays. If you're in College of Mercy, you know what I'm saying. They have having services on Sunday and start one o'clock. 
by 6.30, I was already in Christ. I was, I was there. And I will attend service one, 6.30. Then I will attend the 8 o'clock. Praise God. Then the 8 o'clock will finish. I will now attend the 10 o'clock or 10.30. Then I will now finish, you understand, the entire thing there. Then I will now start heading to CFDC. That's how hungry I was. Because I knew I needed to collect something. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Some people just attend church to mark attendance. I never attend church to mark attendance. Even when I go for conferences today, I go there, I go to collect. Hallelujah. Go collect. If a pastor's conference, I'm there. To collect. He come to play here. Praise God. I said, praise God. Where were we? Galatians 3, right? It now says, it says that the blessing of Abraham might come unto the Gentiles um, through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now pay attention. 15. Brethren, I speak after the manner of men. Though it be but a man's covenant, yet if it be confirmed, no man what? This are not let or added to. What is he saying? He's saying that if two men have an agreement, they have a covenant, all right? The moment that covenant is agreed, you cannot go back. That's what he's saying. You can't disannul it. You understand? Now look at verse 16. He now says, And to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not unto seeds as of many, but as of one. And to thy seed, which is what? Which is what? Now look at 17. And this I say, that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that means that the Abrahamic covenant is the covenant of God that was confirmed in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen. And he says, all right, and this I say, that the covenant that was confirmed before of God, hallelujah, in Christ, the law, which was 400 and what? So that means the law came 430 years after the confirmation of the Abrahamic covenant. Now, let's, let's do a recap. Pay attention. Remember we said in Titus chapter 1 verse 2 that eternal life was promised by God before the what? Before what? The world began. Is that correct? Come on, is that correct? Is that correct? Maybe I should, should I come down or something? Listen, the eternal life was promised before the world began. Hallelujah. That eternal life was offered to Adam. He rejected it. Amen. He rejected it. In the garden, he rejected it. Eve rejected it. Then God goes through a lot of men who are said, who believed, who believed, who believed, who believed. Then he came to Abraham. Now, with Abraham, God now goes and this, listen, pay attention. God, the promise of eternal life was already an eternal promise. But with Abraham, God enters into a covenant with Abraham and says, this plan to offer eternal life to all men, I am going to bring it to pass in agreement with who? With you. So I am going to do it through your seeds. So that's why it says, all right, he said, to Abraham and his seed where the promises what? Made. So that means the agreement was, I'm going to do this thing I want to do through what? Your lineage. Through your seeds. So I'm going to bring eternal life and bring it into reality through this agreement I am having with you. Are you following? Then Paul is now telling us that in fact, this covenant, this agreement, was not really with Abraham and God. It was actually between Abraham and Abraham's seed. Eh? 
Now, he now tells us that this Abraham's seed is called what? Christ. So what you are seeing is actually God was doing an agreement with God. Hallelujah. So, the Abrahamic covenant is not between God and Abraham. It is between God and Abraham's seed. Which therefore means it is between God and Abraham's Christ. Hallelujah. So it is between God the Father and God the Son. Why? Because the plan of salvation cannot involve you. <laughs> so that's why, for example, we are not in covenant with God, though. You are not a covenant child of God. <laughs> Amen. No, sir. You are not a covenant child of God. Uh-uh. No. If you say, I am a covenant child of God, you will need to define what you are seeing. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. It should be that you understand that you are because of the covenant between God and his Christ. Because of that agreement. You know, but how can God have a covenant with God? Simple. Because the other party that God was having a covenant with was not just God in the invisible and the eternal. No, it was Abraham's seed. All right? It was, all right, God and Abraham's seed. Who is Abraham's seed? John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Verse 14. And the word became what? So the word became flesh. The word became a human being. Hallelujah. So, oh, yeah, I see guarantee. For your salvation to be done. Hallelujah. God, the eternal, that lived outside of time. Hallelujah. In Christ, glory to God, God entered into the time realm. So you are God in the invisible, outside of the time realm, with God in the visible, in the time realm. Hallelujah. Working together to bring to pass the plan of eternal salvation in the earth realm. Yeah? Do you understand? So that's why David said prophetically, my Lord said to my Lord. Are, are you following? My Lord said to my Lord. The my Lord is the God in the eternal. Speaking to my Lord in time. Sit on my right hand. So that means rule as me. Represent us. Hallelujah. Until I make thy enemies thy fools. Amen. So that contract. So Abraham was a beneficiary of the covenant. But look at the beauty. Guys, can you see the beauty of God? Hey, amen. I, it, it's something, my, uh, my notes, I've dabarrowed it. So we'll find a way around it. Amen. I want you to see the beauty of God. In that the covenant was between a God and Abraham. And you see, as Galatians tells us. But Abraham see, Amen. So God, when he's talking to you, he's not talking to you with what you can see. Are you following? So, so try to make Abraham understand. You know what God does? God now begins to show him star. And begins to show him sand. Are you, are you following? Why? Because Abraham needed help. Glory to God. I said glory to God. He needed help. God didn't need help. God did what he wanted to do. So Abraham was a partner. So God goes into that covenant with, with Abraham. And what was the covenant? All right. I will offer and bring the promise of eternal life and actualize it 
through your seed. Praise God. Through your seed. And in, in thee, in Abraham, in thee, in Abraham's seed shall all the nations of the earth what? Be what? Blessed. What blessing? The promise of the spirit, eternal life. Are you seeing that? Are you seeing that? So now when he says, in thee shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, the in thee he's talking about, he's talking about in Abraham's seed. Because the seed of Abraham is in Abraham. And the seed of Abraham being referred to is who? Christ. So in Christ shall all the nations of the earth world be blessed. Abraham passes that message to Isaac. Then when Isaac blesses, when Abraham blesses Isaac, what was he blessing him? He was blessing him with the mandate to actualize this plan. Are you seeing this? Come on, are you seeing this? Alright, that was the blessing. So you had Isaac. Then you had Jacob and Esau. Praise God. Jacob wanted the blessing. So the blessing came on Jacob. So basically what Jacob was saying when he was craving the blessing is, I want my lineage to breed the tribe through which the seed of Abraham will come. Eh? That is it. I want, I want to be part of that eternal plan. That's the blessing. Then from uh, you now had from um, uh, um, Jacob, it's now passed to Judah. Praise God. Some people think he passed to Joseph. No, he didn't pass to Joseph. Joseph was a typology of the Christ in that God sends Joseph in, uh, in advance away from his brethren. His brethren hate him. He hated him. He had a coat of many colors. But Joseph, glory to God, goes and preserves them, all right, from destruction and preserves the whole world. Praise the Lord. It's a typology, but in the scheme of things, in the plan of God, the blessing passes to Judah. So that's why the Bible talks about that a scepter shall not depart from Judah until what? Shiloh come. Who is Shiloh? Shiloh is the Christ. Praise God. Shiloh is what? The Christ. Shiloh is a, the Bible says, all right, until Shiloh comes, for unto him shall the gathering of what? The people be. So Christ is the Shiloh unto who the gathering of the people shall be. The gathering of the people is talking about what? The harvesting of the righteous souls at rapture. The gathering of the people. Glory to God. Glory to God. Then you go like that. So that is why Jesus is called the lion of the tribe of what? The tribe of what? Judah, yes. So why then was the law of Moses given? Why? Let me show you. Hebrews. There are some people that are always shouting about law. Law. They don't understand. It's a lack of understanding. La acroba sakti la garados tafash. La andele grostaya. And thus says the Lord, this tribe of faith increases. This tribe of faith increases. This tribe of faith increases. For through this tribe, says the Lord, I will populate the world with my light and with the knowledge of my glory. Oh, thank you, Lord. For the next decade belongs to you. The next decade belongs to you. Just rise up and be thou valiant, says the Lord. Just rise up and be thou courageous. Take the word, take my spirit, take the word, take my spirit, and do not be afraid of their faces. Do not be afraid of their faces. 
Do not be afraid of their faces, says the Lord. For they shall, they shall want to tag you as a heretic. They shall want to tag you as one who has missed the way. But stand still. Stand firm, says the Lord. Stand firm, says the Lord. Oh, for your tribe shall increase. For your tribe shall increase. For your tribe shall increase, says the Lord. It is a tribe of faith. Glory to God. Salagara. Thank you, Lord. Jala, you know, Jikezava, Balapati, Laraketa Sola, Jinera, 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 Lora Katakatelevelokosia. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ayalamaye, and what shall this tribe be known for? Precision, accuracy, precision, accuracy, precision, accuracy, precision, accuracy. My spirit shall walk with you to mend the broken, to mend the broken, to mend the broken. Thank you, Lord. 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 Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ay, 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 abashuta. Ta, 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 kata, 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 haya. Ta, kata, kaya. Hallelujah. Siti minnachi. Alelata. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. I think the realm of the spirit. We shall be known for creative miracles. Creative miracles. Creative miracles. Creative miracles. Hallelujah. Creative miracles. The Lord has given nations to us. He has given nations to us. Nations. The tribe of faith. The tribe of faith. The tribe of faith. The tribe of faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have entered into the hear ye him. The hear ye him. All have been commanded to hear us. Did you hear what I said? Do you understand? This is a specific. All have been commanded to hear us. Men, angels, resources. Everything visible and invisible have been commanded to hear us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Zava kabada vika parate biandiaka parandiako patia la oda so patia liko se patia la arata kaida kaida koi kaina mana kariya kuriafia pariya ko se pele. 
Higher. Take us home. For none who stands in opposition against the gospel shall succeed. Their plans hast in the darkness of the heart, in secret, just drawn together, legs moving in mischief, it shall all fail. Hallelujah. Shall all fail. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Persecution shall arise. They shall come with their swords. They shall come with their guns. They are using their money to buy their weapons to try to ensure that the gospel doesn't spread there and doesn't spread here. They close their cities. They close their countries and say, we will not give you the visa. We will not give you the ticket. We will not allow you to come in. Thus says the Lord, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord rises. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What I see here. I hear the Lord said, Oh, it is the days of Enoch. The days of Enoch. The days of Philip. Listen to me. If they don't give you the visa, if they don't take, give you the visa, by my spirit I will take you there. By my spirit I will take you there. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. They will put a bomb in your car. When the bomb goes off, the Holy Ghost will spirit you away. Hallelujah. We have entered the last lap. The last lap. We are in the last leg. The last leg. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Mm. Praise God. I said praise God. Praise God. Speak in other tongues, everybody. Just talk in tongues. Hallelujah. Praise God. Just a moment, let's have our seats. Just a moment. Glory to God. Now, where was I? The law. This is sometimes this happens. What happened just now was an interruption. Amen. Was it what? Interruption. The Holy Ghost interrupts. He says, okay, do this. So you an unction, then you yeah, continue teaching. Praise God. Praise God. I said, praise God. Amen. <laughs> Glory. Hebrews chapter number 8. So want to answer the question, to why then was the law of Moses given? I have folks, they want to actually make a case for certain things to, be con to continue in church, and they want to quote the law of Moses. So you have folks start telling you about, oh, thou shalt not, a woman shall not wear that which pertains to a man or some other stuff. Praise God. Oh, glory to God. I said glory to God. Now, Hebrews chapter number 8. Your hands are not normal, normal, though. They are not normal. Your eyes were open. When you stretch forth your hands, a spiritual substance comes out of it. Your eyes are not, but it comes out of it. 
I see that's what the Lord is telling me that He stretched forth your hand. I see in the realm of the spirit. Actually, this is what I see. I see somebody with a bone that is like either arthritic or broken. And I see that the power of God has entered into that bone, that, that place, where there is pain in a limb, and has mended it. Mended. Mended. It's mended. Glory to God. It's mended. Glory to God. Now look at Hebrews chapter 8. Now pay attention. From verse 6. We want to talk about the law of Moses. Why was he given? He says, but now had he obtained a more excellent ministry, by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon what? Better promises. Hallelujah. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for what? The second. For finding fault with them. He said, now notice. Notice something very well. I want you to get. I want you to understand. When he's talking about, you know, I told you, the Abrahamic covenant was the, is a new covenant, right? It's a covenant of grace, correct? Correct? Now, but when you are looking and studying the epistles, or especially in the book of Hebrews, the book of Hebrews was written about, or was written to Jews, all right, and to the nation of Israel. So it was written with the nation of Israel in view. Are you following? So, for example, when you are reading the epistles to this person, the epistles to that, it was written with those people in that place in view. Yes, we can read it and get blessed. Glory to God. Because if it's good to the Galatians, it's good to us. Are you following? But, alright, the context of Hebrews is Israel. Israel and their Messiah. Because they are the natural descendants of Abraham. Are you following? Come on, are you following? So when he's talking about the first covenant and the second covenant, this is what he's saying. The, the, the first covenant, alright, we know Abrahamic covenant, that's the new covenant, covenant of grace. But when you are talking about the covenant made between God and a nation, outside of Abraham, there is a first and there is a second. Are you following? Are you following? Because the Abrahamic covenant was not the covenant between God and Israel. No. It was the covenant between God and Abraham's who? Abraham's who? Seed. Abraham's seed. But we now find that covenant was made between God and the nation of Israel, not God and Abraham's seed. Look at it. Hebrews 8. But now as he obtained a more excellent ministry, by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon what? Better what? Promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. Eight. For finding fault with them. Who did he find fault with? Them. That means the people that he made the covenant with. For finding fault with them, he said, Behold, the days come, said the Lord, when I will make a what? Read it. I'll make a what? A new covenant with who? With the house of what? Are you seeing it's a different thing? With the house of Israel. The house of Israel, that's the nation of Israel. Amen. All right. And with the house of Judah, the nation of Judah. Verse 9, everywhere we want to go. Not according to the covenant that I made with what? Their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt because they continued not in my what? Because they continued not in my... So which covenant didn't they continue in? The Abrahamic covenant. Oh, praise God. Come on, are you, are you getting it? Are you getting it? Come on, are you getting it? Because 
the Abrahamic covenant was in effect before the, uh, the first covenant that was made between Israel and what? And God. So that first covenant is the law of Moses. It's a covenant of you get blessed to the degree to which you obey. Amen. It is the covenant of righteousness by what? By works. That's the covenant. That's the agreement. Why? Because God put them under that covenant because of the hardness of their hearts. And he put them under, all right, until Christ would be manifested. Let me show you. Galatians. Is somebody getting blessed here? Mm -hmm. Now, also, notice. Everybody look at it. Notice. If you understand this, and you understand the first covenant, we can clearly see that because the covenant, the first covenant we're talking about, the Mosaic covenant, was between God and a nation. If you are not naturally a part of that nation, it doesn't concern you. Is this clear? It doesn't concern you. The covenant that concerns you is the one that said, In thee shall all the nations of the earth what? be blessed. That is the word, the gospel. Glory to God. So now, in this covenant, in the Abrahamic covenant, we don't tithe out of compulsion. We give out of what? Generosity. Praise the Lord. Are you seeing that? We don't give first fruits out of compulsion. We give first fruit because we want to. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Amen. We don't tie so that the, oh, the devourer. No, that's not why we do it. We don't, that's not why we give. We give out of, because in the law, they were giving laws, but their hearts were hardened. Their, their hearts had not been changed. As in the Abrahamic covenant, because we believe Christ, we've now been made the house of God. So his desires are, listen, when a believer gives, it is Christ giving through him. So that means if a believer is giving, the motivation for giving should be Christ. Why? Because Christ is his nature. Christ is his desire. So he gives until the job is done. He doesn't give by percentage. He's not giving with a calculator, no. He's giving with an understanding of what he needs to be done. Because he's the temple of God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Galatians. Galatians chapter number 3. This is Galatians number 3. Let me see. Then we go. Yeah, I think it's, it's 4. Galatians 4. From verse 1. Can we read? 1 to go. Now I say that the word heir, as long as he is a what? A child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all. But is under what? Tutors and governors unto the time appointed of the Father. Even so ye, even so we. Now notice, even so we. The we has a context. Glory to God. You will see now. When we were children, we were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman made under the law to redeem them that were what? 
to redeem them that were what? Under the law, that we might receive the word. Hallelujah. All right, now, go back to Galatians 3. Let us see something. In verse 23, Galatians 3, 23, it says, But before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith, which should afterwards be revealed. 24. Wherefore, the law was our what? Was our what? Cool master to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. 25. But after that faith is come, we are what? No longer under a schoolmaster. So that means the purpose of the law was to keep the nation of Israel, to keep them, to keep the nature of Israel under, you know, under, under the law until Christ came. Now, in the law itself, the law had symbolisms of Christ, was a typology of Christ, was a shadow of Christ, so that if you understood the law, you will understand that you can't keep it. So that is why, in the end, the person that came and kept the law was who? Christ. No man could keep the law. No man ever did. But Christ came and he what? He what? He satisfied all of the conditions of the law. And after he satisfied all of the conditions of the law, he retired it. Because now, the law has served its purpose. The law was not forever. The law was what? For a while. Amen. Let me show you one last thing, then we go. To talk about the law of Moses. The Bible lets us know that in the household of Abraham, Abraham had two sons. Amen. And in the household of Abraham, Abraham had two wives. One was free and one was a slave. How many of you know this? How many of you know this? The name of the slave was called who? Agar. The name of the free woman was called who? Sarah. Amen. And the Bible says that the name, the, the, uh, the, the slave woman, all right, speaks typologically, all right, to what? To what? Mount Sinai. That's where the law was given. So that means Agar refers to the law, why um, Sarah refers to grace and the promise. Correct? Correct? All right, good. All right, now, so you now have that if Agar is Mount Sinai and the law, and um, Sarah is grace and the promise. That's beautiful. So, Agai goes ahead and gives birth to a son called Ishmael. Then you have Sarah go ahead and give birth to a son called Isaac. Then at a particular point, Sarah gets angry and goes to meet Abraham and said, Send out, drive out the bondwoman and her son. For the bondwoman and her son shall not be an inheritor of the promises with my son. Abraham was not happy about it. I don't know. Ishmael is my son also. He's my first son and all. And he goes to God. God said, uh-uh, don't worry. Obey the voice of Sarah. What is he saying? Why did God allow it? Is God wicked? No. Did God love Ishmael? Let's know. But the prophetic implication was this. What God was saying was simply this. He was saying, listen, Ishmael stayed in your house for 13 years. He went about as a son. He looked like the promise. Are you following? He what? He looked like a boy because he was a son. He had two legs. He had two legs. He looked like the promise. And he was there for 13 years. And he was there for one purpose. And for, he was not to be there forever. 
He was to be there for a while. Praise God. Remember, Agar and Ishmael typifies what? The law. He was there for a while. Until. Everybody say until. Everybody say until. Until. Until Christ the seed to whom the promises were made showed up. That is typified by who? Isaac. The moment Isaac showed up, Ishmael, oh yeah, it's time to start going. The law was present for a while. And the law was given to the nation of Israel. It wasn't given to the church. Praise the Lord. Because it wasn't given to the church. That's why we don't preach a, a doctrine of circumcision and say, oh yeah, everybody must be circumcised. It's a choice. So it's good to be circumcised. But it doesn't make a difference as regards to justification. No. Praise the Lord. As I praise the Lord. As I praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, God now comes and says, hey, because of the agreement he had with Abraham, he is committed to ensuring that everything that needs to be done to bring about eternal life that he promised has to be done. Now, man in the garden had all right, gone into unbelief, and by unbelief he had permitted sin into the world. He had become sin in his spirit, and he had brought death into the world. Glory to God. So it therefore means that if God was to bring man out of death, he had to do it legally. Praise the Lord. He had to do it legally because remember, it was a legal sentence that was passed on Adam. Because God told Adam before, if you do this, death is the result. Which therefore meant that that consequence that Adam bore, for Adam to be free, someone else had to what? Behave. Hallelujah. Somebody else had to behave. The Bible says the, wage of, the wages of sin is what? Death. But the gift of God is what? Eternal life what? Through what? Christ Jesus. So Abraham's seed, Christ Jesus, now had to take this place, the place of Adam. And by Adam, that's all of us. So the Bible now says, He that knew no sin became sin for us, that we might be the what? The righteousness of God in him. Hallelujah. So Jesus hung on the cross. When Jesus hung on the cross, I hung on the cross. Because he did it for me. And he did it for you. Hallelujah. When Jesus hung on the cross, all of our sins were put on him. Finally, Hebrews 10. Turn in there. All of our sins were put on him. He paid the sin penalty. Now, how many of you have noticed something? That all this while, when we talked about sin, I was in, the sin of Adam was not fornication. Was it fornication? Was it adultery? In fact, if you look at it very well, Adam was a very moral man. Adam had only one wife. Only one. He felt, ah, uh -uh, no. I can't marry another woman. This one came from my side. Only one. Apart from unbelief, Adam has no other recorded sin. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. When you are talking of sin, what you are talking about, number one, is what? Unbelief. Unbelief is the root of sin. Now, 
if unbelief is the root of sin, where the fruits, adultery, fornication comes out of, it therefore means whenever the root of every addiction is what? Unbelief. Did you hear what I said? The root of every addiction, every wayward lifestyle is what? Unbelief. Because the man who understands his identity will not live in a particular way. Hallelujah. He won't. So when people say um, the doctrine of eternal salvation is what is leading people to sin. So which doctrine did Adam hear? Was there Joseph Prince in the garden? No. 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 All right. Eternal salvation. We didn't say the salvation was eternal. God said it. And because God is eternal, he does not give temporary gifts. Listen, God will only act in consistency with his nature. So God does not make mundane promises. God makes eternal promises because God himself is eternal. Listen, when God says this is light, that thing he calls light is not light for a while. It's light forever because God is eternal. Are you following? Stop thinking about God with your brain. He's bigger than your brain. He's the one that created it. Are you following? He functions in the realm of eternity. So what he does, he does in eternity. What he gives, he gives what? In eternity. So an eternal God cannot give temporary gifts. Glory to God. Glory to God. Then also, but this one is, then what of someone that is living anyhow? And listen, if, if you find a person who says he's believed the gospel, who says he has received the Holy Spirit and is living in Iran? I doubt what he received though. No. Because if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Listen, salvation is not allegiance to a belief system alone. No. It is allegiance to the facts of the gospel that results in a change of your nature. You become a new man. The desire to sin is gone. The old man's nature is gone. So you have to be tempted to sin. Why are they tempting you? Because it's no longer your nature to do it. It's not who you are. Stop making it look like sin is your normal habitat. It is not. Hallelujah. You have been born again. Say this with me. I have been born again. Hallelujah. Whether I say it's open, now we close. Hebrews chapter 10. So why do I keep my body as a temple of God? Because I know who I am. Praise the Lord. I know who I am. I will have made. Now, if a believer sleeps and sins, he has forgiveness. Let me stress that. Hallelujah. He has what? Forgiveness. And if you sin, do not run away from God. Though. Run towards what? But when you find somebody sinning and he doesn't feel remorse, doesn't feel, you know, he now is trying to legitimize the sin. Something is very wrong. Hallelujah. I was listening. I was watching one guy. He says, the prophet. All right. <laughs> Be very careful of people that call themselves names. So everybody knows what they call themselves. The guy calls himself a prophet. The guy has a couple of wives. Hallelujah. And he said, God's not, God's got no problem with it. That there's no place in the Bible where he talks against, or speaks against polygamy. 
Then someone brings up a scripture that said, let the bishop, let him be a husband of what? He now said, yes, he's a bishop, I'm a prophet. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> oh my God! Wow. Then they now said, the deacon, let the deacon be the husband of one wife. You see, you see, he's a deacon. I'm a prophet. Did he say anywhere where he says, let the prophet be husband of one wife? I'm a prophet. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And he also said, there's nothing, there's also nothing wrong in carrying, you know, sleeping with young girls that you like. That God said to David, that I gave you the wives of your enemies. And gave you, he said, the problem is when you kill. I was like, ah, body of Christ, you will go. Hey! And people were saying, tell them, sir. Yes. Correct. Ah, yes, I've said it. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. When you see those kind of people, put a big question mark on the bone again. That BA is not from the kingdom of God. It's not the suspicious BA. It can be British Airways. It's not. The question. Ah. Glory to God. Imagine born again, a minister of God. He goes with ten wives and they are walking. And you are open up, I'm born again. I'm a minister. I'm like, eh. <laughs> and you have girlfriends too. And says, no, it's not fornication. I agree. I want it. She wants it. And my wives are aware. Eh. Just like that. I'm like saying, so let us examine this Holy Spirit that is inside you. You know, where did you get him from? <laughs> because what is inside me, he is going to crawl and cringe at these things you are saying. How come you are very okay? You know, you are normal with this, uh, this, uh, with this condition. <laughs> you understand? Praise God! Praise God! We've received the Holy Ghost, the nature of God. We cannot be comfortable with a lifestyle that is in contradiction to our nature. what it means the nature of god in you is your deliverance from sin hallelujah so deliverance from it it means you can never sin in peace <laughs> i mean if you know what i'm talking about i mean if you know what i'm talking about you can't sin in peace when you're in the relationship and the guy is trying to touch somewhere you're you can't you just you know hey 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 you understand or you went to your boyfriend's house and you would kiss and you were touching and stuff. When you get to your, to your you don't be behaving anyhow. The Holy Ghost will say, why did you, you have this, ah, ah, you understand? I, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry. I'm, you understand? You can't sing in peace. Then you will come to church. As you are, as you are coming to church, you will now begin to hear a message. The, 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 you all say the Spirit of God is telling someone, alright, consecration, consecration, consecration. Then you start crying. <laughs> Stop crying in church. It's not love of Jesus. It's Holy Ghost convicting them. Yes, sir. You can't sin in peace. Some have now thought that when we are preaching the doctrine of grace, we are, we are teaching it as uh, permissiveness. So some have come with this that when you sin, don't worry, there's no problem with sin. When you sin, just say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Yeah, that's good. 
that confession should stop you from sinning. Because sin and the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus is to bring to your consciousness your new nature. Are you hearing what I'm saying here? Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. Because you forgot that's why you sinned. You forgot. You forgot you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's why you took someone that's not your wife to a hotel room and you're buying condoms all around the place. You, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus is not going to do that. You forgot. You had memory loss. So you need to remind yourself. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Not that every time you fornicate, you know what I'm saying? I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. To tell you, make you feel as though it's all right what you have done. It's not all right though. You are the righteousness. You have authority over sin. Say this with me. I have authority over sin. I have the victory over sin. Hallelujah. Praise God. Do not let your lifestyle be the reason why your doctrine is declared as blasphemous. Do not let your lifestyle betray the doctrine. You mustn't betray it. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? So if you are here, you are not married. Somebody has you and living together. You, that person is moving out. The person has house. Glory to God. God will provide. If it's rent money, God will provide. Eh? Glory to God. Yes. Stop. Don't even sing. Don't. It's not your nature. Look at him and say, clap like this. It's not your nature. It's not your nature. Not your nature. David Doe is not your role model. Whiskey is not your glow world model. Those are not your role models. Who is your role model? All right, Peter, Paul, hallelujah. Peter, James, and John. Our ultimate logo role model, Jesus Christ. We walk in the spirit. We do not fulfill the loss of the flesh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lastly, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 10. Let's look at it. You forgot. You have to forget to sin. Oh, you are here and you find yourself, you know, addicted to pornography. Oh, pornography is the number one thing the devil uses to accuse people, accuse believers. Whenever they want to cast out devils, you just pray that I see you. You talk, I would let that demon pounce on you. Let me even touch on that for a moment. Listen to me and hear me very well. Tomorrow is angels. Abi? Is what? Ah, tomorrow. Ah, Allah ya man. Ah, ya, 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 ha, man. Kai. Don't worry. Let's pace ourselves. We are in today. It's daily bread. Now listen. Because we are doing evening. Holy Ghost meeting in the evening. Now in the evening, listen to me. Oh. Be ready to laugh in the Holy Ghost. To run in. You know there's space here. Run in the Holy Ghost. Don't come and be doing conservatism here, oh. Free your mind. Look at him and say, free your mind. <laughs> Good. Now, praise God. Now, when you are dealing with devils, the devil will try to trick you into thinking that the devil is living because of your personal holiness. It's not to. It's not to. Because you wear white, no means say you be police officer. Oh. Police now police. So it is the authority in the police officer that the national Nigerian government has given the police officer 
based on constitution that he can say stop and you will stop. Are you following what I'm saying? Which means authority must be obeyed irrespective of the bearer. Are you, are you following? So when somebody says he's the governor of Lagos State, Pastor Emmanuel, if you call yourself governor of Lagos State, are you governor of Lagos State? No, you're not now. <laughs> How can you be? Why are you not there? It's Sean Wolu. Amen. Amen. Now, because the governor of Lagos is governor of Lagos and there's authority on that office, there are things he can do. Is that correct? Now, in, four, in another couple of years, another person will come in there. Praise God. Praise God. Some of you didn't get it. Another person is coming there. Hallelujah. All right. So, now that another person comes in and you are going to accord him the respect of what? Of what? Governor of what? They're going to say, why? Because authority is not about personalities. Are you following? <laughs> Did you even get what I just said? Do you understand? So, when you come against a demon and you say, in the name of Jesus, get out. It is not you. That devil must obey. It is the name you came in. It's the name. That name. Because what you are saying is, Jesus is saying, get out. I came as him. He is not here physically. I am his representative here. So what you did when he was here, you will do when I am here. Because I am come in his name. Are you following? So whenever you come against devils and he's saying, yeah, yeah. Anyway, devils don't tell me that kind of rubbish. It's a long time. I don't think I remember any time. I say out. The devil say, no, are you mad? What do you mean? You are, what is no? You are out. All those, what is your name? We don't do that one. I'm a medical doctor. I'm not a journalist. Amen. What is your name? Where are you from? How many are you? What is your history? How old are you? That's journalism. We don't need it in Christ. Is it? Are you following what I'm saying? It is out. That's why that's that's I like Pastor Chris. You know, out. Go from them. Out. Come out of it. That is the, I learned casting devils from that man. Because back then, about 20 years ago, I used to be in your English school. That's how you. Oh, you, the man comes kind of, you're out. Go from them. Out. Come out of them. That's the out. They will out. You know so I said that is the music. Amen. Amen. So me too. It is out. Go from them. Come out of them. Out. Out. Leave them. Out. You know? Amen. Father Chris one day talked about time was casting was casting a demon on someone, and uh, they said that I'm not going to come out because there are some keys. There's a key in the person's pocket. That is my key or something like that. So then, I said, okay, let us open the pocket. There were keys there. So then I said, which one is your key? Is it this one? I said, no. This one is one. They said, is this one? Yes, that's my key. Except that key is returned to the Marie Kingdom. I'm not coming out. He said, in the name of Jesus, I seize the key. Put it in your pocket. Get out, Jared. So authority. Hallelujah. We don't fast for authority. We don't beg for authority. In the name of Jesus, we have authority. Amen. Because we come in the name of Jesus, listen to me, we cannot be refused. Pray that way. Listen to me. Pray. That's how you pray. 
you pray with a sense of ownership. You pray because you know that he always hears you. You know how Jesus prayed? He said, Father, I pray, I thank you for you what? Always see, take ownership of God. Operate like a real estate agent, and you know, a, a real estate developer, a landowner. Take ownership of God. God is my property. You may not know, but actually in Christ, do you know who your inheritance is? God. Glory to God. He's your inheritance. He's who you own, your possession. Take ownership. You say, Father, in the name of Jesus, you pray knowing with confidence, I cannot be refused. All the promises of God are yeah and what? Amen. There's no no. I can't be refused. I have authority. Hallelujah. Jesus died. And when he rose from the dead, he gave us the promise of the Spirit. He sealed us with the Holy Ghost. An eternal seal. Letting all words know, these people are my people. So when I talk, demons tremble. So devils tremble at my presence. What a mighty God I serve. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Everything written about me, the new creation, is great. Hallelujah. Stand up on your feet. Say this with me. Hallelujah. Say this with me. Devils tremble when I walk in the room. Come on, talk to me now. Devils tremble when I walk in the room. They are afraid of me. My name is known in hell. 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 When I walk in, devils get out. When I walk in, devils get out. When I'm present, charms don't walk. Charms don't walk. Charms don't walk. Charms don't walk. For I'm the temple of the Holy Ghost. I'm the temple of the Holy Ghost. I'm the temple of the Holy Ghost. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. By faith, go ahead and rejoice in the Holy Ghost. Rejoice in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Listen. Have that mindset. Pray differently. Don't pray beggar prayers. Don't beg God when you pray. Please, please, please who? God is insulted by it. Please, no. He says, let us come boldly. Amen. You say, Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus, I thank you this morning for you always hear me. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that the moment I open my mouth to speak to you, you have heard me because you know the desires of my heart. For I thank you for all my inheritance that I have in you. I thank you for your Holy Spirit that you have put in me. I thank you for power, resurrection power that is at work in me today. I declare that right now, every word that proceeds out of my mouth receives answers because I am your son. Are you following? Talk different. Praise God. Praise God. Listen, when you want financial increase, stop asking God for money. Money is not with God. Not with Him. Praise God. When you talk to God, you quote scripture. Say, Father, I thank you for you are my shepherd. I shall not want. 
You make me lie down in green pastures. You lead me beside the sea waters. You restore my soul. Are you following? All right? All right? My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Then you turn and you face the physical realm. You are Lord over that realm. With the authority in the name of Jesus. You now say in the name of Jesus, I command every resources, physical and invisible, to come to my aid now. Before I appear, it shows up. In the name of Jesus. If it is one million, one million shows up. It is two million, it shows up. If it is a million dollars, it shows up. It is ten million dollars, it shows up. Ah, I am the king's kid. And what I say shall come to pass. Are you following? Before we close, let me just say something and we, we give an offering and we pray for the evening service. While we're praying for CRC, listen to me. Listen to me. Look, guys, listen to me. Look at all this. Look at your see. By the time we gather here again for the next program. No, we are moving here in August, have we? We're moving here in August. That's um, Suvilere Church. This is our new venue from August. <laughs> Hallelujah. We've already done the deal for great. We are moving here. So we just came here to taste, taste the oil. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let me tell you something. See, when I pray for CRC, Lord, because CRC is in Canada. And the reason why we announced it was not because everybody knew the calendar. But I was like, like ah, we should use our Suvilleri venue, you know, Ogulano Drive. So I was about to tell Anna, oh yeah, Anna, let's design something, something, something. Then every single time, the Lord said, don't you try it. I told you where you should use. But I said, Lord, he said, you understand? How many of you understand what I'm saying? It's not cheap to, you understand? Lord said, go there and use it. Do it, use it. We're not a pro, listen, look at him and say, oh, Ikea is not a poor church. We're not poor. We're crazily blessed. So it wasn't as though we didn't have the money. We did. We had the money. But I was like, you know, budgeting and we budgeted. And so, Lord said, CRC holds in that venue. He said, stop holding your conferences in small spaces. Hallelujah. I said, okay, no problem. I told the family that I came here. We did the deal. Bye, mama. Wrote them a check. Let's do it. Let's do it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Listen to me. There is nothing impossible. And the truth about it, this venue is small. We are going to do another one. Amen. Then we will hold venues like this. Hallelujah. And keep stretching. Why? Listen. When you come in the name, every knee must bow. Listen. Listen, listen. Hey. When you come in the name, every knee must what? When you come in the name, Every need must every need must submit. Nothing is too good for you. Nothing is too great for you. Nothing is too good for you. Nothing is too great for you. Because you are children of the name. Lift up your hands and talk in tongues. Talk in tongues. Talk in tongues. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Amen. All right. Let's take an offering real quickly. I think it's the first offering of the day. All right, let's put um, the, the details on the screen. And those of you watching online, you can also give. Amen. Ah ha ha. Ah ha ha. Amen. Amen. Ah ha ha. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Amen. You have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olalea of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.